This episode of Half a Star is a 29th anniversary of sorts, and it is sponsored by The Miracle of Life. The Miracle of Life! Go get him, tiger. This episode of Half a Star, it's an incredibly special episode. We're all super excited about it, both of us in fact. It is a very special young man's birthday tomorrow. It's Justin Shaw's 29th birthday. Happy birthday, Justin. How you feeling? I'm pretty good, yeah. <laughs> Great. We have a bunch of guests coming up. They're gonna give some half a star stories about Justin and I'm gonna give him a present. All that and more on this episode of Half a Star. He's the birthday boy. And he's not. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast. But if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin. Together they are half of a star. That was, of course, the birthday version of the Half a Star theme song by Rob McDonald. Uh, Eagle-eared viewers or listeners may notice it's not that much different than the original, but it is different. It's special because it's for Justin today. Nice. So, Justin. Yes. It's your birthday tomorrow. You are 28, year, 28 years and 365 days old. Yes. Because this is a leap year. It is. And I get one extra day being 28, and uh, I'll probably waste it. Uh, <laughs> eating candy. And uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I've, I've taken to eating uh, goldfish crackers quite Ooh, a lot okay. lately. Yeah. Um, we bought a a carton, like a, I think it's like about a kilogram of uh, goldfish crackers. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I think I'm pregnant. Uh, Ooh, yeah. okay. I, Speaking of the miracle of life. Yeah, pregnant with a school of fish. Uh, um, just, ori just original flavored or you go for that barbecue or what's going on? Uh, sometimes I dabble in the, uh, the pizza explosion flavor. I love a pizza explosion goldfish. But this is just, uh, this was just standard classic cheddar, classic cheddar. Uh, it is a lot of goldfish. Uh, we rang it through the, the cash register and the cashier said, oh, do you have a kid? And we said, yes. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's me. Someone's got a birthday. It's me. I'm turning 29. Gotta get my goldfish. Also, Speaking of your 29th birthday, Justin, we have tons of guests yes. coming up on the show. Some I of hope, your best and brightest friends. I hope they brought goldfish. That's uh, yes. It's a BYOG. Bring your own goldfish. Let's go down the roster of who's on the show today, Justin. We've got former guest and good friend of ours, Rory Starkman. Ooh. is, uh, is going to come in and uh, tell us a half-star story about their experience being your friend. We have got our good friend and stand-up comedy legend Taylor Carver on the show. Legend, uh, you friend, say. But he is not a friend of the show because he is really mad that we haven't had him on yet. Um, that all changes here. today. Exactly. We also have a very important person on the show, your live-in person, your yeah. live-in partner. Yeah. The mother of your dog. Yeah. Diana is here. And buyer of my goldfish. <laughs> and finally, we have the reason for the season here to tell us a half star story about you. The woman that is the reason we're here today. Oh, I'm talking, yeah. of course, about Cheryl Shaw, mother to the birthday boy. She's going to come on and tell us a story about Justin's younger years, and I can't wait to hear it. Uh, I thought you were going to say the reason for the season was you. And I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, man. But I do uh, have a birthday surprise for you at the end of the show. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, I know that that sounds like I'm doing a bit, but it is a surprise and I've worked really hard on it. And I've All sunk right. X amount of dollars into it. And I hope that it pans out. Oh, wow. Um, you spending yeah. money. That's a, that's a big I know. thing. So, um, I understand you've also taken to planning an event, Benton. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, an event on August 15th in Charlottetown. 
I can only assume this event is the best Justin Shaw birthday party, and it is the best party for Justin Shaw because he won't be there. Why don't, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. So as some of our listeners may know, I also, I produce theater sometimes under the name Desert Island Theater Company. Desert Island's next show is taking place on August 15th at the Guild in Charlottetown, and it is called Unfinished Business, colon, uh, A Night of Plays and Development by Benton Hartley, who is, of course, me. Uh, we will be reading a, uh, a selection of plays that I've written, a selection being two, uh, with an all-star, all-local cast featuring some of my best friends that aren't you, because oh. uh, you're in Hamilton while I'm in Charlottetown. So uh, it's pay what you can at the Guild, 7.30 on Saturday the 15th, which as I mentioned before, is tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. And the greatest gift of all is I don't have to be there. <laughs> but I will say you've been doing a lot of marketing for me and I uh, do really appreciate it. And so uh, I've said that out loud now and I can't take it back. It's a dirty so. job, but someone's got to do it. But you know who does do a fair share of marketing on the streets of Charlottetown? You mm. know who does? Uh, the Buzz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They market. I hadn't thought things. about it. That makes so much sense. Of course. All you got to yeah. do is if you ask them, if you're like, hey, I got this thing. Can you, can you help me out here? They say, yeah, of course. Let's make this so everybody knows about it and everyone can celebrate uh, your, your achievements, whether it's a, a play happening on, on your friend's birthday who won't be coming to see it, whether it's uh, another play that you did uh, at two different theaters in, within an hour's drive of each other. <laughs> it's the buzz. I've been thinking about what my favorite part about the buzz is. I think about this quite frequently. And the, my favorite part of the buzz is even if you don't like cutting trees down to make paper, the buzz has you covered because they're also online. Well, luckily for them, I hate trees. Let's get this party started. What I'm excited about about this, Justin, is that I don't know if what they're going to say is going to be um, heartfelt, if it's going to be complimentary. Uh, what I'm excited for, I, like, I don't know if this is going to be like a big love-in or if it's going to be a roast. So I'm just excited for whatever's coming. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, I think uh, Taylor has had nothing but amazing things to say about me since the day I've met him. Uh, listeners, Taylor Carver is a comedian originally from Prince Edward Island, now living and doing his thing in Toronto. Uh, he got me into stand-up in 2013. Uh, he booked me because uh, someone bailed at the last minute. Uh, he booked me for this uh, little, uh, little diner called the Big Orange Lunchbox. And they wanted Woo! to have regular comedy nights there in Charlottetown. And Taylor was running the room. And he's like, I need, I, I need someone who can fake enthusiasm and confidence at least for five minutes. Justin's my man. Uh, and I said, all right, let's pull this together. And he's the one who got me on stage for the first time doing uh, stand-up comedy. So I'm very indebted to Taylor. And he reminds me of that every time we talk. <laughs> uh, but the good news is our comedy venture was so successful it outlasted the restaurant that gave us our start. So yes. thank you. Thank you for, for that, Taylor. Taylor Carver, ladies and gentlemen. Funnyman, what do you got for us? Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Taylor Carver. I'm performing tonight. I'm so happy to be performing. I love to perform here for you. Uh, and I'm very lucky tonight, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, after me is an unreal comic. His name is uh, uh, Justin Shaw. You know, uh, people love him. He's so great. I personally uh, don't care for him for two reasons. Um, number one, just not much for humor. You know, I don't love, don't love jokes that much. Uh, I find laughter to be humiliating, so I try not to do that. Um, and also, of course, uh, because uh, he, people love him. People love Justin. He's beloved, I would say. Um, he is very tough to come after because like here's here's what happens right um 
Justin is relatable. You know what I mean? So like when, you know, most people that come to a comedy show, right? You know, let's just say there's a couple, 40, they're 40, you know? And they have a kid, but she's not too old. She's kind of young. She, you know, she, she, they're going to come out and she's going to get out on a Saturday. And that'd be great, you know, because it's been a long time between the COVID and, uh, you know, just get finding a babysitter. It's tough. It's tough. And so they're going to go out, and, you know, they're thinking about what to do. Maybe they'll go to gentlemen's gyms and have a dinner. They're not too into that idea, you know, just whatever. Just a gentleman's gyms. Points you do a million times. And they usually go there on Sundays anyway, so it would be weird to go there and not on a Sunday, but it doesn't really matter. And then they also could, uh, you know, go to Hunter's, maybe relive their youth a bit. Uh, but if they think about it, uh, the last time that uh, the couple went there, uh, they found that the music was too loud and they're pretty sure they saw somebody getting fingered on the dance floor which isn't really their scene anymore uh not that they're against fingering of course you know it's important to make sure that both people enjoy themselves sexually in the relationship but still you know you don't you're trying to drink a big beer you don't want to see you know what i mean it makes sense i guess at this point i should point out uh that they have a name for this couple let's just give them a name it'd be easier to for you guys to relate to it, to understand it. Uh, so he, uh, she's going to be Denise, and he's going to be uh, Rodney, definitely Rodney. I feel like for sure, Rodney and Denise, okay. And so uh, Denise and Rodney get a call from their friend Janet. Oh, Janet, their old friend Janet, that old so-and-so. Remember, she got drunk at their other friend Julie's uh, wedding shower and then pissed herself. But anyway, we don't talk about that anymore. That was a dark time in her life. She's going through a divorce. But she's good now. She's good. And she's calling them. And she says, uh, hey, um, do you want to go see a comedy show? And uh, they, he, they say, what? Well, comedy? And they think about it. And they, they realize they've watched a lot of comedy on TV. And now, uh, depending on when they watched it from, and with most Canadian comedy stuff, it's going to be just for laughs and probably from the 80s or 90s. So it'll be a... Um, you know, male, white comic. And if we're being honest, probably you're saying some pretty racist or sexist or homophobic stuff. And look, it does kind of make Rodney and Janet laugh a bit, but they're growing, ladies and gentlemen. It's a new, they're keeping track, they're trying their best, and some stuff's confusing to them, and they're trying to figure out, you know, what's okay to laugh on, what's not, and you should respect that. I won't, of course, because I'm a hard line in my belief, so these fucking people people are scum, but like, listen, you guys, you love that stuff, you know, giving people an easy out. It's good for you, right? So, okay, so now they're thinking, okay, let's go to this comedy show. All right, they get the tickets from janitor on their way. They get to the venue. Now, two things can happen, okay? Two experiences can unfold in front of them. The first thing uh, is that Justin Shaw can come on stage. And oh, folks, he's so handsome. Isn't he handsome? Look at him down there. He's so handsome. And he's just open. And his voice doesn't grate against your ears because it's so, so, so raspy and just unpleasant. You don't have to deal with that with Justin. He has a beautiful voice. He could probably sing if he wanted to. He's got a lot of skills. He hasn't really pushed into it yet. But anyway, let's keep going. He comes and he's handsome he could probably sing he's dressed nice he might have a tie on now the other comics have ties on ladies and gentlemen why is that oh i don't know because he cares he wants you to like him right and he's open his stance he's just standing there like a like a like a little raggedy andy standing there wide open to the world waiting for you to come on in and that's great right you like that you love it, in fact. And now he's gonna tell some jokes. Oh, what's he gonna tell a joke about? Oh, hey, uh, do you ever, uh, do you ever go to school in Morel or Montague or I don't know, one of those places starts with an M, right? And you wouldn't believe it, but fucking Denise did. She went to school in Montague or Morel. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, ladies and gentlemen know that it's a place that she went and she loved it she gets it she's like yeah hell yeah 
And then he's like, hey, do you ever uh, have a dog? And people are like, that fucking Rodney is losing his mind. He's like, fuck, Denise, we got a dog. Don't we, Denise? Fuck, we got a dog, Denise. Now, here's the thing about Rodney. He's had a couple Bacardi tonight, okay? He's a few Bacardi loosen up. He's, listen, they have the babysitter till at least midnight, so they don't have to hustle home. And he had a couple uh, Bacardi. Now, the thing about Rodney is uh, this much Bacardi makes him curse, which is what he's at now. And this much makes him mean. So it's not great. It's not great. You got to be careful with Rodney. You got to be careful how you serve Rodney. You don't want to get mean. Nobody wants a mean Bacardi drunk at their comedy show, ladies and gentlemen. You should be aware of that. And then here's what Justin does. At the end of the night, he says, thank you so much. And he smiles and he walks off the stage, still open, still giving you that good juju. And you sit there and you say, wow. And you drive home, not Rodney, because he's had a few, but Denise drives, she didn't drink, except she did have a couple of sips of Rodney's Bacardi's. Because again, if he has too much Bacardi, he gets mean instead of just cursing. So we don't want that. So she took a couple of sips, but she's okay. Don't worry about it. It's a yeah, It's not a big deal. And she drives home, and on the way home, they text Janet. They say, Janet, we had such an amazing time. So good. And she says, oh, thank you. I guess, because she's awake, because she's, like we said, she doesn't drink anymore, so she has time to fulfill, and she's uh, she's doing some posting on Twitter, it doesn't matter, she's really into QAnon. Anyway, uh, here's the other experience they can have. So same thing, they show up, Ronnie gets his Bacardi, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Denise uh, is eyeing that Bacardi. She's counting his drinks. you know, got to be careful. Uh, and the other thing that will happen is uh, I come on stage, ladies and gentlemen, me, Taylor Garber, uh, the man who's here right now, in fact. And, uh, well, how do I come on stage? Well, uh, I look unhappy to be here because I am. Uh, it's not your fault, but it's true. Uh, also, I guess we should get this uh, out of the way about eight minutes in. Uh, I look like shit. I am unpleasant to look at. And you might wonder, how am I so sure about that? Uh, my apartment in Toronto, ladies and gentlemen, is filled to the brim with unwanted mirrors. Uh, it's great. I love it. I don't wish I was dead. Um, and so I come on stage. First thing I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is say something off-putting into the microphone. I can't stop myself. It just always happens. It's like something like, uh, uh, what are you doing? You know, and you're like, oh, what the? Does he know he's supposed to be funny? Not yet. I uh, don't know that yet. And then uh, second thing I'm going to do is you're going to cross those arms, get real cut off emotionally from the audience. I don't want to let you people in. I can barely hold myself in sometimes, so don't worry about that. I'm not going to give you that part of me. Hey, what's the first joke I tell? Oh, probably something like, did you ever cry on the beach? No, no, but like, really cry? And then I just stand there, and you're all like, well, why do we want to think about this? We have kids at home, and they cry. And Ronnie's getting a little agitated. He's thinking, I spent no money on this, but I'm going to have at least three Bacardi, and that's going to be $15 easy. And this little twerp, this little pint-sized punk, is going to it's going to ruin my night, so he's getting a little fired up. And now this is where Denise is very important, because she's been sipping a little heavier than maybe she would have with Justin. And so she's saving me from angry around me. I want to thank you, Denise, wherever you are right now. And so then I do my next joke. But what's that one sound like? Uh, uh, do you guys know what's funny about hanging yourself? According to my mother, absolutely nothing. Ah, and I'd probably do some stupid sound at the end where I'm like not committing to the joke and I'm backing out on it. So no, not only do you not like the joke, but you can't even like respect me for sticking to my guns. I'm a coward and unfunny. So you're getting madder and madder. And how do I finish off? Oh, I don't know. Uh, probably a 10-minute joke about driving some stupid-ass fucking bus that floats. And it's kind of funny because there's stuff about jerking off in there. And I say a thing about a blowjob. But you're all off-put by that because look at me. You're like, nobody wants to experience those things in my face uh, coming at them. So it's grotesque. And so uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, uh, the show ends... I finish off with a, I don't know, be good or whatever. And that bugs you because, like, come on, you support the other comics. Say their names. Say, like, you know, all the different comics' names. And I don't do that because I would never do that. Never support anybody. Taylor, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm touched. That's quite the story. 
if nothing else, I'm glad I was alive to hear it. And in this day and age, that's something to be remarked on, I think. Now what? <laughs> well, now, Justin, believe it or not, we have another person coming on to tell you uh, a story about yourself. Oh, let's keep the pet parade right on marching down now, Main Street. For the fans of Half a Star, and I know there are some of you out there, you might remember not that long ago, I would wager about two or three weeks ago, we had a couple of theater artists on the show uh, who produced theater under the name Screaming Beaver Productions. And one of those people was our dear friend, Rory Starkman. And Rory uh, obviously has uh, quite a bit of history with both of us. And they decided uh, to shed some light on some of the uh, more half a star portions of their history with Justin. Uh, so let's hear what they have to say about that. Rory, what do you got? Okay, so I don't know how to set up this story because I know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I will acknowledge that everything about this experience was a mistake. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest mistake was i don't even know how it happened i know it wasn't even my idea was it the summer of 2014 or 2015 uh 13 actually 13 seven years ago yeah so you and i didn't even know each other that well we had only been in in while we're young together yeah so it was uh, barely like six four months or so that we knew each yeah. other yeah um yeah so we hadn't known each other that long and I was just like, oh, Justin is doing stand-up at Pride. Okay, sure, why not? And like, I knew it was a long time ago because the parade was super small and it still ended down at the water here by the gazebo. And so I, like, I, I just, I remember you in the gazebo. <laughs> so long ago that they let a cis straight white man march onto the stage. They had nothing else. Back then, we had, what, five trucks in the parade, a few people marching, <laughs> still those two protesters at Confed Center with their little signs about God. Like, they're not there anymore. Good. <laughs> um, we've come a long way since then. Yeah, so <laughs> you came out, and you were on the gazebo, whatever, and I remember, like, there was not a crowd. There was, like, a few people there, like, your sort of neighborhood barbecue crowd, but, like, minus half. Like, it's, it would be what a COVID crowd would look like now. That's what the Pride crowd looked like in 2013. Um, which really sucks for right now because we have a lot of support for Pride. Um, so Justin, you know, walks out onto the stage <laughs> and, you know, back then you weren't as buff as you are now. We're not right. talking post-theater school buff Justin. We're talking pre-theater school scrawny Justin who's like, I'm just going to do the thing because... If you can't have confidence, you can fake it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Okay. I was like, I'm going to be supportive of Justin, no problem. And I thought you would have something relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, maybe several jokes. No, you had this one long joke story, which I have heard since then, and I'm ashamed. <laughs> but, so, and not only did you just have this one long story, I mean, I think you, I think you've crafted it now. You've perfected it a little bit. It has more of its funnies. I don't know if anyone laughed the entire Aww. time. Like I felt so secondhand awkward for you. Because <laughs> this this poor cis white straight boy on the stage telling poop jokes. <laughs> Justin! At Pride! And this was like the Pride in the Park. Like, this was our after the parade oh in the park. The big celebration. And Justin's there telling poop jokes. <laughs> Not even poop jokes. Poop jokes. Poop, poop story. <laughs> One poop story joke. And that was it. And then Justin was like, thank you very much. I was oh like, God. Oh, it no. I think it was the uh, the Iliad of poop stories. Uh, yes. Yeah. No. And because like it, it is, it is a poop story. It goes on for a while. Right. And but then I was just sitting there going, "Oh no, 
oh no, no, Justin. Like if we talked about pride at all, it was probably after where I was like, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I, I will say some things now. <laughs> yes. The first Please. I will say seven years removed. I could have said this seven minutes removed from that experience. Yeah. Intention and impact are different. <laughs> Perception is reality. Story, Rory's story about what they witnessed is all true. So now this is the part of the of the show where I try to recover. Yeah. This, honestly, before I get into it, Rory, this explanation of me trying to explain this might be funnier than the story. I'm so excited. Okay, so I get approached. After someone saw me maybe in Papalopalots, the Charlottetown Improv Group. They said, hey, you're funny. You should do funny at, at Pride. And I said, a white, straight, cis man performing at, at a Pride in the Park event? That, absolutely. That's, that's where I belong. I've done stand-up three times. I'm ready. And all I had... All I had for a set at that time was this uh, little short story that uh, I, I had like crafted with like one joke, but it's at the end of like an 11 minute story, like one punchline at the, at the end of it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that's totally, totally acceptable. And the story not only was just one punchline, it was built around a first date and a, so straight man it's a hetero date at a, at a pride event that ended with like a poop joke that uh <laughs> is is quite yeah, remarkable <laughs> but what i will say uh i was so desperate in that moment as i stood there in this gazebo looking out at this field of lounging lesbians and it was just <laughs> all it was just like in the sun, just like lying in the grass, not listening. And I'm like, I, I'm with you. I, I, I wouldn't listen to me either. And I did see a family like far away, like kind of watching. And I saw the dad go, yeah. As I told <laughs> this, I was like, I got one. And so <laughs> I, I, I remember getting off the stage the hetero, you got the You got the hetero. one straight man walking by. <laughs> yeah. Got the one guy, kind, not, not even there by choice, just uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Staying as far away as possible because they saw rainbow flags and they were like, oh no, we have children, let's go. <laughs> Protect the kids. Yeah. Um, I remember getting off the stage feeling different. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I actually had a thought in that moment about quitting doing standup and I don't know if I did it for like a little while after that, because I was just so like that, that it, it felt so wrong in so many ways, not even just for not getting the laugh, which the, I got as many laughs as I deserved in that moment. Right. One, one little pity laugh that dude. from yeah. a kilometer away. Um, but yeah, no, I went, I went away after that. And I'm, and uh, that story is about half the length and, I think now twice as funny it it, it appears in uh, any long form sets that I do. Uh, it's got a lot more more jokes in it in the sense that there are jokes in it now. Yeah. Well, and I do have to say that I am glad you didn't give up stand up because I know that like shortly after that, like it wasn't, I think you were maybe around here for like one more year. Yeah, something like that. And then And then you were off to school. And I remember when you came back, so a few fringes, it must have been Wrestling Story Fringe, so 2017. And you did a stand-up set at the upstairs, the Mark's, Mark's Lounge. And that yeah. was the first time I had seen you do stand-up probably since then. And I was like, okay. But it was so good. Thank you. Like, it was so, so good. And I just remember feeling like just so proud of you because I was like, I am so glad that Justin has found his stride in this. Yeah. He seems so much more comfortable now. And yeah, it was really, really awesome. <laughs> so Thank I'm you. glad you didn't quit. Thanks, Rory. And I know I said it in the story when it, I just want to say it once again. 
I know. <laughs> I can hear myself when I talk out loud. Thank you, Rory, for that trip down memory lane, a trip that landed me in two emotional full arm casts of my own. Thank you, Rory. That's so rude. Ah, we love you. Now, my question is, Justin, the next person lives with you. Yes, she does. So do we want to get her to do it live or do we want to get her to do it pre-recorded? I say we do it live. Diana! Yeah. Diana! You want a half star birthday story? She just got out of the shower. Uh, I'm real clean. I'm ready. Get in. We have to share a mic. Like everything else? Yep. All right, dear. Uh, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Hi, Benton. Hello. Nice to see you again. Diana, thank you so much for making the commute into the studio. We really appreciate you being here. Um, this person sitting beside you, it's his birthday tomorrow. So we're trying to get everybody to come in and give us a half star story about him. I know you two don't know each other that well. So cast your mind into what sort of details you know about him uh, and uh, hit us with a half star story whenever you're ready. What do you got, dear? All right. So for you, Justin Shaw, uh, I'm sure there could be many stories that I could say, but I thought of this one and it made me laugh to myself, so I figured it was appropriate. So uh, this last summer, I was trying to tell him that I wanted to get a soda stream. And <laughs> I was trying to explain why. So I'm explaining that, you know, it's actually probably more cost effective and, you know, you have all this recycling you have to deal with. You know, I just felt really didn't like it. And I had had one before and... Uh, I really wanted to have one again. And he's, he's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. We drink that much soda. So I'm like, okay, fine. Then he leaves to go off on a, on a contract job. So I, the next day I go and buy it. I'm like, yeah, I have one. So of course it's amazing. Cause soda streams are amazing. And then after he comes back, I told him, <laughs> I said, okay, so I did. I bought a soda stream. He's like, oh, okay, fine. And uh, yeah, so uh, we get home and then, uh, <laughs> see, I'm just laughing to myself because I think it's funny. <laughs> so um, he, I'm showing it to him and he's like, oh, okay, okay. And uh, I go off, I'm doing something in another part of the apartment and I come back and he's sort of just standing in the kitchen with, with a glass of water and there's sort of like water splashed around and I'm like, oh, what, are no. you, what are you doing? He's like, I... I uh, I tried to I tried to do the the thing, but I don't know if I did it did it right. I'm like, what do you mean you try? Did you try to soda stream into the glass of water? And he said, well, I I mean I thought that was how it's. I don't know. I'm like, no, that's not. How, you need a bottle. So anyway, so I have to show him. I show him everything. He's like, well, that makes a lot more sense. But I think what's really funny about this is that he was so determined that. He's like, I'm, I'm pretty positive. He must have been thinking, I'm pretty positive this isn't how you're supposed to do it. But I'm going to try anyway so that I know that it was incorrect, not because she told me that it was incorrect. <laughs> Thank you, Diana. And listeners, I just want to let you know, I know. I'm in the, fu I'm in the future now, too. Uh, Happy birthday, dear. Thank you for that. <laughs> For proving to our listeners, I don't even know how to make water. <laughs> skilled as I am. Where would I be without you, without you reminding me to drink uh, a glass of water every 10 minutes or some unspeakable horror would happen and befall upon me? I do remember you saying once too, you're like, I just feel like I'm peeing a lot more. I'm like, what, more than the two times a day? Like, <laughs> I'm supposed to pee a few times, like several times in the day. Like, it's now we're wasting all kinds of money on flushing the toilet and buying toilet paper. I used to go, you know, there was a time when I moved into my first apartment, I thought 24 rolls of toilet paper would last a year. Not the case anymore. That's a sad fact that you just said. We got to buy two every time we go to the grocery store. That lasts barely the ride home. My God. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Diana, for your story. You're more than welcome to stick around for the big reveal of my present, uh, if you'd like. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Stick yeah, around. 
Keep Join the show. Around. We're happy to have you. We got Diana in the mix, folks. All right. Coming up next, it's uh, the the other woman in my life. Why did I? <laughs> why did I need to? Why did I need to do this? Uh, let's uh, let's take it to uh, a woman who made me through no choice of my own. This is this my existence is completely involuntary uh and it's indebted at least 50 percent to her so let's give it up for one half of the founding members of uh team justin shaw give it up for my mom cheryl what do you got for us i'm thinking song there's lots of things but i can't think right now i can't again i'm not johnny on the spot was thinking for answers um well, when you were little, you used when we used to, when we were in Charlotte, and you'd look in all the manholes to see if there were turtles down there. Why would I do that? Because you thought they were down there. Because <laughs> <laughs> you used to watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the TV all the time. That's true. I did love, I did love my Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been an accident I was involved in? Oh, the go-kart accident, yeah. Can you explain the go-kart accident? We decided, went to, um, what's it called? Radical Death? Is that what it was called? I think so. And you're, you, we decided, your father decided that you should go on the tracks, but you were too short. But the guy said that you could go on them, and you flipped, you flipped the cart. And you landed on your head. Did I cry? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty scary. It was pretty scary. So really, when you think about it, that really wasn't my bad idea. That was more dad's bad idea. That was. That was because the pavement was really hot that day and you weren't really supposed to be on it anyway. Oh, it scared me. Yeah. It scared me. I thought, yeah, it really scared me. But my vision is, oh, okay. When you were little, when you were little, uh, when you were little, we always, I used to always get you like bicycles and I get you dinky cars and everything like that because I thought that's what boys liked, right? Because they had wheels and you had no use for wheels. So I get you a bicycle, I get you a car with pedals, you know, because you're supposed to pedal it and you, you wouldn't pedal it because you just used your feet because you were, when you were little, you referred to yourself as Bam Bam. Mm-hmm. The yeah, there's a memory. You're Bam Bam, and Bam Bam didn't use pedals, but I bought you, bought you everything to encourage you to use pedals, but you wouldn't use them. That's right. I yeah. I still don't like wheels. But you did eventually learn. Somebody said something to you. I think it was one of your relatives that said something to you. It's like, do you not know how to drive a bicycle? And you felt like, well, yeah, I could. And off you went. But when we, you started off driving your bicycle, I got your helmet. And the only helmet that was in the stores at that point was a bright orange one. Right. Yeah. So I could see I could see you pedaling up the road for miles with this bright orange helmet. It's like fluorescent, I think. It was, it was very fluorescent. It reminded me uh, reminded me of when Charlie Brown uh, hollowed out a pumpkin and used it as a helmet. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that was that was sort of a, it was a cool helmet. But I knew you were safe because I was always worried that you're going to fall on the road or something like that. Yeah, people would see me from miles around. They'd know it yeah. was me. Little... Remember then? Remember the time you went with your father to one of your relatives again? And it was, I wasn't there and I didn't see it, but I just seen the end result. You came back, you came in the house wrapped up in a blanket. Here there was a big vat of soap. Right. And you fell head first into it. Right. And your father brought you home wrapped up in this towel. It's like, we're not quite sure how you fell in the soap. And nobody's asking why he just had soap lying around in a tub in his garage. Like, no, no one's talking about that. Everyone remembers the... The child who fell head first and yeah. 
I didn't. Yeah, I did. I didn't see it. I just seen when you came home and you put you in the bathtub and there was bubbles everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, are you on the graphic this week? Uh, was I? Yeah. What was Cindy? Why did Cindy River say you were in the graphic? Uh, I don't know if I was. Is that part of her joke? No. I never. I never know. <laughs> Justin shows in the graphic. That's like maybe it was just part of her pun, part of her joke. I don't know. Was I in the graphic? Uh oh no, she uh, she shared a graphic that I made. Oh okay. He made the graphic. Like I made Cindy a graphic for like a poster image, and she oh, shared okay. it. Okay. Uh, lis- okay. Listeners, uh, for some clarity. When Cindy Rivers said Justin Shaw made the graphic, she was referring to he made the graphic image, oh, okay. not he made it into the graphic newspaper. Okay, well you you tell tell her when the when you say the graphic to a, an islander, you mean the eastern graphic. <laughs> Fair enough. I will I will share that. I will pass like, that along. It's like I looked all through the pages. There's nothing. Just in the graphic, it's like maybe she meant something else, but I couldn't figure it out. And then I thought, well, maybe next week I'll look next. There you go. Maybe it, keep your receipt, you can return it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she didn't mean to be funny, but she ended up being funny. That's she's Cindy. Hilarious. That's... She's hilarious. She is very funny. She is. I, it's just her, um, it's her facial expressions when she's all done. She doesn't like have a big smile, it's just sort of like a face, right? Uh, uh, she cracks me up. She's yeah. one of my favorite people. I'm glad you enjoy her too. Oh, I do. I do do very much. Right. I do very much. I'm funny too, though, right? Yeah, to her. Yeah, to okay. her. But it's just, just different. It's just different. Thank you, mom, and thank you, <laughs> thank you, listeners, for indulging oh. me on uh, on this trip where we poke light fun at myself, and I make a lot of fun of my mom sometimes in my. Uh, in my stand-up, I tell a lot of stories about her, but my favorite thing to do anytime I tell a story about mom on stage and the crowd laughs is I go, thank you very much. I'm very brave. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I sat with your parents the last stand-up show I saw you do. That was uh, quite the experience. How, would, your mom how was, was that? Your mom was somewhat mortified and your dad was having literally the time of his life. There were quite he was just times. like where he like like leans over and sort of like nudging your mom like yeah you yeah. laughing and I'm just yeah watching and I'm like this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Dad dad likes it. Mom mom the the jury's still out. She's just happy that I uh that I'm out doing stuff. All right, Justin. All right. What do you got? What's the Now's the, the moment. The piece de resistance yes. or as the English call it the piece of resistance. So Justin, I want you to think, I don't know how much of an intro I want to give this. Maybe I want to speak for itself, but I do want you to think about the foundational things that you and I bonded over in the early stages of our friendship. But you don't need to say another word. Let's just let it speak for itself. Okay? Okay. Hey, this is for, excuse me, Justin Shaw, and it's from Benton Hartley. And me, Billy West, um, you're turning 29. Uh, wow, that's something, huh? When I was your age, I was 30. Yabo. Um, let's see, Professor Farnsworth, your favorite. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live on this planet anymore. What day is today? Well, it's Justin's birthday. What a day for a birthday, yeah, yeah. Or anything else because it's nice outside. Let's all eat some cake. No, let's not all eat cake. Let Zoidberg have the cake. I'm scuttling. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Happy birthday. What? <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, he's been doing it this whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> That's remarkable. Right? Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the people, oh my god, that's so good! Thank you. Oh my god, I honestly, I like looked him up on Cameo, and he was an appropriate amount of money, and he <laughs> vastly exceeded my wildest expectations. <laughs> he, I think, my favorite part of all of it is he gave so little of a shit about <laughs> what was happening. I know. He was like, hey, uh, Billy West, uh, you're 29. He could not give less of a shit about me turning 29. Somehow, the idea of him being less engaged is so much funnier to me. Like, And it's funny because you, the video... Looking at him, I I didn't recognize him. I was like, is this David Sedaris? Like, who's, <laughs> who's this guy? Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Wow. That's also something I just would really – I appreciate that for yeah, no, I know. any reason. Yeah. You know. So we listeners technically – we have had Billy West on the show. What? You can lead with that. That's your next social media. That's insanity. Holy Christ, Ben. Well, I... Uh... And technically, he hung up on us, too. He did. That's insanity. Well, you're a good remember, friend. <laughs> remember when we did a gift exchange one Christmas and you bought me dollar store underwear? Yeah, I, I'd do it again. <laughs> oh my god, I'm glad I'm glad Diana was here for this. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Holy Christ, that is just very like on the nose and unexpected. Uh, I'm just pondering. Um, wow. Fascinating. Billy West yeah. of Futurama. And uh, others. And, and Doug and Ren and Stimpy. And Bugs and, Bunny. Yeah. Got a birthday wish from Bugs Bunny. Well, no. You technically got it from... From Ben. From <laughs> You got it from you got it from Zap Brannigan, you got it from Fry, you got it from Farnsworth, you got it from Zoidberg. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. way cooler. A lot of people coming together for you. That is it. That is ten half stars. That is what that is. That's uh yeah, that's five stars right there. Um when I was twelve years old, I uh subscribed to a magazine because of course by the time I turned twelve, I'd already turned fifty. Um <laughs> So I, I subscribed to a magazine called The Magazine Not for Adults. Yeah, I know that one. I used to subscribe to it too. Yeah, it, uh, it was based out of Toronto. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this magazine. And they used to have these, uh, these reviews of DVD box sets uh, or, or just movies. They, they used to do these reviews of DVDs that would come out. And as a promotion from the, from the distributor, they'd give them five or 10 copies of the DVD to give away to, to fans. And you had to submit a drawing. It was like, usually the contest was like a drawing or a sketch of something uh, to uh, their contest rules. And one of them uh, very early on was you could win a copy of season two of Futurama on DVD. This was like 2000, 2002, 2003, when DVDs were like, hot commodities and these box sets were like elaborate and yeah. expensive you could put a whole season of tv on a dvd <laughs> not even a D it was on four it was like eight dvds yeah <laughs> um so uh and i didn't even own a dvd player 
And I was just like, oh, I got it. So I drew a picture of Bender reading the magazine. And I was like, this is going to win. 10 people across the country that subscribe to this magazine could win. And I was one of them. Uh, I was 12 years old. And we got a notice in the mail from FedEx saying, you've got to come to the post office to pick it up. And it was in my name. And, uh, and mom got it in the mail. And she said, oh, you've got a delivery notice in the mail. And I said, really? I'm 12. And she said, and her response was, this is a mistake. This, this, this is obviously an oversight. You don't get mail. I felt like Harry Potter, like just like Uncle Vernon, like, no, 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 none of this. So she goes down to the post office, not to pick up what might have, what the parcel might have been. But to like sort out the mistake. Like what's going on? My son's <laughs> too young for mail. And I didn't even get to go on the trip to, to the post office. She came back with this like bundled up thing saying, I don't know what this could be, but if this is trouble, you're going to get in trouble if this is something wrong anthrax or something i'm like i'm don't you bring anthrax into our house boy like all right so i'm opening it like kind of nervous and then uh once he got into the package it had the magazine logo i was like wait a minute and it was season two of futurama and i had barely seen this show i just knew it was like simpsons plus sci-fi and i was like this looks interesting so i had to steal my older sister's dvd player from her bedroom install it into my little rinky dink tv and i stayed up and watched every episode of futurama i was off the wall my mom was flummoxed just what <laughs> first he's getting mailed and he's staying up all hours of the night watching cartoons and she's like all right this probably this probably won't have any adverse effects on his sense of humor and uh lo and behold uh, oh <laughs> here i am now <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh, i also really appreciate that i told him that professor farnsworth was our favorite character yeah and he literally just went with the biggest meme possible like he was just like he was just phoning it in big time and i love that about that video so hard of course like he just <laughs> Like you could just see the uh, the disdain of like hating himself for having to do this. This very talented artist who uh, is just now succumbed to sending out birthday wishes to fucking chumps like us. God damn! He uh. could just see like the cr the credits of his life scrolling past his eyes of just like, why me? <laughs> <laughs> well. I want to say thank you so much to our guests today. I want to say thank you to Billy West. Yep. I want to say thank you to Rory and to Taylor, to Diana, to Cheryl Shaw, to you, the listeners, and to Justin for being born. That was another episode of Half a Star, everybody. Uh, Black Lives Matter. Wear a mask. Don't go to the park. Wish Justin a happy birthday on Facebook if you have him, and even if you don't. And uh, take care of yourselves. Until next week, we'll see you then. Yeah. Woo. All right.